One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Don't you love when you're just ready to record and then an hour before a mm. major thing drops, Connor? We have, we even decided to record on this Monday, because we thought, let's wait, there might be something to drop regarding some of the Disney Plus shows. And we were originally talking, maybe we record around three, around four, don't know when. Yeah, Luckily and then we pushed it back. <laughs> yeah, we pushed it back to uh, peek behind the curtain, it's about five o'clock here, and <laughs> an hour ago... <laughs> Disney drops a big trailer. <laughs> They dropped the Loki trailer. So I have just very, very quickly shuffled that into the show. We will be talking about that as our big story for this week because that is pretty big news. Um, and we've only seen it once, so prepare for ill-informed and no nerdy opinions. I think Tom Hiddleston might be in it. <laughs> is this about the Marvel? Is this, is this the Marvel ones? What's this about? <laughs> well, um, it's not the only trailer this week, Connor. No, Sean. And that, uh, why we are starting this week, we're, we're starting with a trailer from a movie from the 90s, which I feel is a sentence that I say all too often on this movie show. It's true, there are no original ideas left in Hollywood, as we mm. well know. <laughs> But one of everyone's favourite movies back from the 90s, if, if you grew up in that time, is Space Jam. My school had two VHS tapes, and one of them was Space Jam. The other one was Road Safety. So, (laughs) I have seen Space Jam about 18 times. I think we had Kangaroo Jack. That's a good one, in in fairness. (laughs) But, like, after the seventh time you watch it, you're just like, I'm just sick of Jack. Jack is too radical, if anything. (laughs) I just, he's too off the wall. I can't trust him as a lead. (laughs) I just need a straight down the line kangaroo <laughs> as my audience so, insert. So not only did, did we have Space Jam with Michael Jordan, but now it is back with Space Jam 2 called A New Legacy. And the trailer mm. has arrived, Sean, and it's a bit bonkers, starring current NBA star LeBron James. Who King James. A, King, <laughs> this is only amusing because I want to just preface it, right, with... I know a bit about basketball and sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean, I can only assume knows nothing other than LeBron James's name. I know you can either score two points or three, depending on from where you throw the ball. Yeah. Um, and the glass shatters on the hoop with remarkable regularity. Non stop. They actually have to pay the guys who sweep more than the stars on the on the court. It's just like for fuck's sake, just, another glass. It's continually getting cut fingers the whole time. <laughs> so we have this new trailer, Sean. What did you think of it? First of oh, all, I, oh, I'm not mad on it. I will okay. say, um, it just seems, and maybe this is how I would have felt about the original Space Jam. Um, when it came out. It's a nice Hero or Zero mug that you're drinking out of there, Connor, by the True. way. 
available on our merch store everyone (laughs) that wasn't even a merch plug i was just having a sip (laughs) he was just having a sip it's a great mug to sip out of but uh i'm i i don't know if when i saw the trailer for the first space jam whether i would have had the same reaction in that oh this looks for all the like color and flashiness of it it looks boring to me Really? Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it is interesting because obviously this is not for us, right? No. But it is for us, but it's not for us in a weird way. Like, it's trying to do this nostalgia to get us in, but it's also obviously aimed at a younger audience. Now, I have a very small brain, so they might also be aiming it towards me. But mostly it'll be children, I can only assume. <laughs> um, what I will say is, I feel like I've been out of the loop, but the new animation is less fun or less likeable or I don't know what it is I, I get you it's not taking huge amounts of advantage of the benefits of animation where you can literally do anything mm. he's just kind of talking to characters like yeah uh, but and so we start off we'll talk about the trailer itself so the trailer yeah. starts off that we need a reason why mr lebron james king james as you know him sean um, <laughs> he ends up in toon world and so the story is that he's training his son to be a basketball player and his son, but his is son like, wants well, to play video games or something yeah, is that his the son's like you don't get me dad i'm a tiktok star i can only assume can i just um, say also i found the, I've, i'm paused on the frame right here he's yeah. playing what looks to be a knockoff nintendo switch which <laughs> king james's son definitely would have like four switches depending on how he was feeling and he's yeah. playing he's playing a basketball game <laughs> I just hate basketball. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to play the NBA 2K17. Okay. Oh, it's a good, it's a good NBA That's a good one. 2K edition. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he's, he's training his son to be a basketball player. His son doesn't want anything to do with it, Sean. And one day, he uh, his son is like, I don't want to be involved in this. I'm going to run away in this strange building. I don't really know where. A server of some kind? And he gets transported. And then we hear the line that LeBron James says of, Will Smith had got to deal with this, I can only assume. The last Will Smith's son is 24 or something. By the way. (laughs) (laughs) Will Smith had got to deal with this shit in this kid's movie. If there's an R-rated cut of this somewhere, that's going to be unreal. (laughs) Um, and so LeBron James goes after his son, tries to find them, runs into Mr. Don Cheadle, who's the bad guy. Boom, you're looking for this. Um, yep, very good. <laughs> he, he says that to his son, and he's like, uh, to get him back, he's committed, like he's kidnapped this man's child, really. He's kidnapped um, a kid, yeah. Don Cheadle, c- cyber criminal that he is, has kidnapped a child in the. It's in interesting the- to do to do a cr- cyber criminal, but also kidnapping. Did those crimes never really cross reference in real life? No, it's something that Digimon never really touched on. Um, <laughs> That's our then, only reference. <laughs> it's our only frame of reference for anything to do with technology. The IT guys at work hate me. Um, but then, what what follows then is LeBron uh, goes into the digital world. Um, and Warner Brothers just flexes all of the properties that they own. I, you know what? I sometimes forget how much they own because we always constantly talk about Disney and like, oh, Disney owns everything and they're oh, the a monopoly. monopoly that they have. Yeah, yeah. But like, Warner Brothers owns the other fifty percent, so it's really just the two of them. Yeah, like, and it's because LeBron is flying past like uh, the Wizard of Oz, and he's flying past. Um, fucking Game of Thrones and everything like that. King Kong as well. King Kong, yep, great one. Uh, Twister, Cause, cause he, I think I saw in there. He does <laughs> um, He does up a team, because he lands, and it's basically explained to him, he has to win this basketball game to get his son back. So he immediately puts together a team, and I've written down the team. Uh, it's LeBron, obviously. Yeah. He, he, he's in a small forward, obviously. But we have <laughs> Superman, King Kong, Gandalf... And we have the Iron Giant, which I think is a strong five. It is a strong, it's a strong five-man <laughs> basketball team. I will say, like if if you're going purely on height as well. Yeah. Well, uh, Superman does bring in the height, but Superman has the speed. You stick him in a point guard shot, I mean, it's all sorted out. I mean, he can fly, you know, as well. Like that. <laughs> That's going to give him an advantage. Handy. He can, like and. 
he's in Toon World at this point, by the way, where, mm. like, there's all your classic Looney Tunes characters, who I don't think I've seen or listened to Looney Tunes in fucking ages. Um, no. But it still has that pang of nostalgia for me. Just being like, oh, he's saying, what's up, Doc? And Daffy Duck is getting shot in the face. <laughs> yeah, that the bit when he's like, shoot the ball. And then he just shoots the ball with his guns, which makes sense. Because obviously... Yeah. Um, Yosemite Sam is an idiot. <laughs> he's an idiot. But uh, so then it, I'm assuming it very quickly dawns on him. He can't have Superman or King Kong in his team. And he has to rely on these idiots. And so it's kind of like a ragtag group and LeBron coming up against the Monsters or Goon Squad. Yeah. Now, the thing about this is, though, is that it looks like Ready Player One for the rest of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it does. It does. And I'm not the. F- I, that's not an original thought from me. That's been everywhere because I think it's because it's like all these properties mashed together and here's the Iron Giant and fucking Drogon from Game of Thrones mm. and LeBron James and Bugs Bunny. Uh, I'm just, there, t- <laughs> and this, maybe this is not a great complaint about a movie that hasn't come out, but from the trailer, where's the basketball in? Because a good 45 minutes of the original Space Jam was just cartoons doing basketball <laughs> with Michael Jordan. Yeah, all you want is the love of the game, Sean, as I can tell. <laughs> I think so. And like the, the CGI, like the weird mix that they've done between, because the most interesting part of this trailer to me is when they're all in 2D. Um, okay. and it lasts for about 20 seconds then it transitions into this weird like Sonic the Hedgehog level like mm. kind of CGI kind of cartoony um, whereas if I'm right in the original Space Jam like they were just 2D cartoons playing basketball in a 3D space yeah I think so yeah and it, I think it was all hand drawn as well which gives it another like I don't know what it is but maybe it's because we grew up with that that it gives it more nostalgic feel hand-drawn rather than CGI. Yeah, and I did see a comment on YouTube that was like, that is the most measured and brilliant response to this trailer I've seen, which is, I hope the kids of today like this as much as I liked the original Space Jam. And I think that's that's kind of all you can hope for. You're not going to be like, why is this not for me? Because it's... Shut up. It's not yeah. for you. Just they don't leave. make they don't make kids' movies for twenty something year olds anymore. The, the, the bit for us though, and Sean, you won't you won't really understand this reference, is that when mm. Lola Buddy throws up the ball, she yeah. reminisces about a Dwayne Wade assist that he gave to LeBron in real life and she does the two arms out kind of celebration. And it's just a weird, dumb reference to throw in this movie, but Lola Bunny has become Dwayne Wade. (laughs) That's actually quite nice. I like that they've done that, because presumably, because someone will show that there'll be a basketball fan, right, who has no interest in seeing this movie, but they'll see that one scene and they'll be like, I might give it a try. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's dumb, but it might be funny. And I think that's, yeah, and also it ends with um, the granny, she kicks the ball into the hoop, which I know for a fact, that is against the rules. Not allowed to do that. I know that, and I know nothing. (laughs) Rule one of PE, do not kick the basketball. It's big, it'll break your foot. It weighs a ton, Sean. Look, I've been hit in the face by several basketballs, Connor, I'll have you know. Not as fun. Not, not as, as fun at all. No, not like getting hit in the face with a tennis ball. That's great crack. <laughs> Did you, um, also, the cameos in the crowd are Pennywise. There's Agent Smith is there. The guys from Clockwork Orange are there. And Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze are also That's, in the crowd. There's a whole bunch of fuck things that are in the background there. Like the um, the War Boys from Mad Max, they're in there. Oh, yeah, they're there for no reason. <laughs> for no reason at all. Like, it's really weird, like... Because those are quite, like, Mad Max and Clockwork Arch. Those are, like, fuck things to have in the same universe as the Looney Tunes and LeBron James. I think LeBron's acting is about the right level for the film. I don't really... For for the small bit that you get, I don't have any major complaints. Now, it might get worse over the 90 minutes or two hours that this movie goes, but from what we've seen, he seems fine. And I hope there's an MJ cameo somewhere where MJ plays Bill Murray... And he comes in and he's like, come on, guys, we can do this. He's like, yeah, he's like the, the old guard that they get in right at the end. Or he's the manager of the goon squad. Oh, he f- Michael Jordan fell 
Like he fell to the dark side. <laughs> he turned. He and turned. It's, it's their job. To, and like LeBron is looking at him like, come on, MJ, join me. I need your help. And it'll be He's, a very slow motion, lovable moment. It's going to be great. It's, it's, it's just a shame they don't own Star Wars. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> if only. Um, so, Sean, yeah, that is the um, the Space Jam Two trailer. Uh, it looks like fun for when you're younger, and I think it's fine. Well, I'm sure when it comes out, we might watch it and let's see what happens. Yeah, it looks like a good family movie. We might do the original a- Space Jam on the Patreon at some point, and it's aware of what it is, which I appreciate. I'm okay if it knows what it is. Yeah, but not in the same way that like you can you can just get away with doing bad stuff and say ah it's a sequel it's fine like mm. don't be so aware about that but be aware that like this is this is weird and dumb but it's also kind of entertaining maybe yeah okay and um, speaking of entertaining and weird Sean we are moving on to our Ooh. next news story and this involves a certain movie that has been bought by Netflix. Um, it came out in cinemas. Yes. And, um, Netflix have bought the rights to sequels for nearly half a billion dollars to a small movie known as Knives Out, Sean. I'm so fucking hype about this news. <laughs> <laughs> Knives Out is um, a movie that came out in 2019, directed by Ryan Johnson. And I must say that I, myself and Sean, I think you are as well, massive mm-hmm. fans of the film itself. It's a classic whodunit. That I'm all in on. I love a whodunit, but like, I prefer them if they're once every few years. But this world yeah. that Ryan Johnson created, with like, um, you have Mr. Blunk, who's played by Daniel ben, Craig, who's loving Benoit it. Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. He's having the most fun I've ever seen Daniel Craig have in a movie. Because he doesn't have to be James Bond and die, or no time to die. <laughs> You're correct. You're very correct there. It's got a, an amazing cast. Like mm. it, it I, oh, I just continue with the news. I'm just I'm no, going to go uh, uh, so out the, there. Netflix has spent 450 million dollars to acquire the rights to Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3 to our two sequels. Now, the sequel has long been rumored the fact that Benoit Blanc um would be coming back, but it wouldn't be the same cast that he's involved with. It would just be a very similar to like Poirot where he moves on to the next case in whatever yeah, area he's, he's in. He's a detective, like, so he can just, you can just follow him moving around. Mm. Um, like, how many episodes does Poirot have? Like, I, I actually don't know, but there, it's a lot, a lot of episodes and a lot of seasons. So, in, it's, or else Murder She Wrote, where the question is always, why would anyone want to hang out with that old lady? Everyone around her dies, correct? <laughs> Everywhere she goes, every Christmas, I'm going to the Johnsons' house. No, if I was Mr. No. Johnson, no, you're not. <laughs> we are moved away this year. I am fine with the number of family members I currently have. Fuck the, off. The conspiracies only start when you come around. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Benoit Blanc will be coming back. What do you think about this idea that uh, Netflix are now buying these major movies that have maybe come out separate to Netflix, but now they're bringing them in because maybe some of the movie um, companies at the minute are going through a hard time. They don't want to get involved with that. But Netflix, they just keep breaking it in. And also, they are they don't mind about being in debt. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Yeah, because Netflix is like billions in debt. Um, but they just they, they keep going because they have perceived value. Um, but the, like, it is really interesting. Like, I'm... The question for me isn't like, why is it good that Netflix has bought this? I think it's good that someone bought it. My question is, why... How bad is the studio if they had to sell it off? Mm. Do you get me? Like, because okay. I I get like Knives Out one. It did make money. It didn't make like Avengers level money, um, but it was a a, a success in the cinemas. But, well, I mean, uh, Ryan Johnson got nominated for an Oscar for best mm. original screenplay for Knives Out. Exactly. Yeah, like it's a very very good movie. Maybe they were worried they couldn't do it again. Like you it can't made- capture that again. It made $300 million on a $40 million budget, which I think is a lot of profit. And But at the same time, I think all these studios are getting behind the facts 
of either you make a billion dollars or we don't want to. Because what Knives Out has now, Sean, this might surprise you, it was an original idea. I'm sorry? And um, it was originally, it wasn't a superhero movie or it wasn't anything to do with like anything else. It was just a cool idea that they filmed and got a great cast in and everyone just had lots of fun and it was a detective movie that we don't really get that often. And so the idea that they'd bring out another one, I always felt like the first one had like, I suppose it was under the radar success. Like I remember mm. like it was out for weeks and everyone I talked to was like, oh yeah, that movie is great if they'd seen it. And if I said, have you seen Knives Out to anyone who had not seen it? They were like, what? What? What's that movie about? I haven't seen any trailers writing for it. See, it is a very hard movie to market as well. Like, how do you market a murder mystery? Like, how do you set the stakes for something that is unraveled as you watch it? You show Benoit Blanc looking confused. And he's just, like, always looking into the distance. But but the thing about that movie is, I was so satisfied with it at at the end. Like, everything, like tied up neatly i was really happy with how it ended and i was like if i never got another one of those i would be fine with it but if if you can do that same thing again and give me the same sense of satisfaction at the end of a movie not where i'm waiting for the next one that's coming out next summer or anything like that like Mm. that's a success that's a success of a movie yeah, no, and and I I'm very excited about watching like a sequel. I just think a sequel is something that I would like to see where it goes. Like this is one of the few movies in the last few years that hasn't been like a big blockbuster that has a sequel built in that I finished and I thought I'd like to see those characters or Benoit Blanc. I'd like to see him in another scenario, even if it's not the rest of the same cast, because that cast was really really good with Ali De Arbus and and all of them. Um, yeah, but. If you just don't have them, and they ju- you just have Benoit Blanc, I would be, m- I would still be very excited. Just be like, I can't wait to see how he solves the next one because it's but, so uh, cool. Yeah, and imagine like the line, n- and not that cast is everything or anything like that, but imagine the lineup you could have based off of how successful the first one was with the caliber of actors that you had, uh, Chris Evans and Jamie Lee Curtis, and everyone involved in that. Um, and then, like, imagine. The next Knives Outcast. That could be a really fun, like, just think, because you know you're only in it essentially for one movie, so you can just give everything to it. Yeah, exactly. And I and I think for movies like this, the cast, I know you said it's not all about that. It, it is, of course, about the production itself and how it's written and directed. But Ryan Johnson has proven he's very good in this genre. Like, mm. he's very good at creating a whodunit and satisfying everyone. Now, he's done it once, but he has a 100% success rate. So we can assume he knows what he's doing in this area. But if I think a cast is really important because... It's not a movie we get all that often these days. And so I I think Chris Evans was a masterstroke in the last one. We were coming off Endgame. And so you throw him in, or Infinity War or whatever, and you throw yeah. it, Chris Evans in. People will immediately go, oh, there's Chris Evans. What's he in? Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's Captain America. Oh, I exactly. go see that. And so you need, I think you need some big names to be in the film, other than Daniel Craig, to grab people's attention in the trailer because these days a lot of people won't go see a movie if they haven't already seen the previous seven of that movie yeah yes which is why i don't think they should call like the title of this shouldn't be knives out too um like because because knives out is just like it's 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 a phrase that is mentioned in the movie um, and that's where they take it from so like i would love if they just it was another phrase somewhere in the movie, and that was the title, but it was in the same universe uh, as Knives Out. The, the the Blanc Cinematic Universe, if oh, you will. The Blanc! The Blanc Cinematic Universe, <laughs> yes! You know, so I, like, I'm really excited to see what happens with this. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and to pay him, you give him a Blanc check. Okay, oh, so we're going to move... <laughs> He said very good, and then he leaned back like, was it very good? I don't think so. <laughs> said very good. Oh, I want to die. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this involves Tor Love and Thunder Shot. So uh, a movie that you probably have already heard about. Um, it is number four 
in the in the tour series. Now it is still being directed by the Ragnarok director Taika Waititi. He's right. coming back as Korg. So far, we know that we've got Tessa Thompson, we've got Mr. Christian Bale, Matt Damon is also in it. Chris Hemsworth is also in it. You've got Natalie Portman in it. Um, did I mention Melissa McCarthy is in it? Um, but oh, yeah. not only. Not only all of that, we have now revealed that Mr. Everyone's Favourite Man from Down Under, Russell Crowe, <laughs> has confirmed to be in Tor Love and Thunder in an unspecified role, Sean. I mean, okay. I think, okay, well, look, he's in Australia anyway. So they mm. they've just said, look, do you want to come to set for the day and do something? If yeah. I may, can I guess at what he is? Okay, okay, go for it. Is he playing Sir Anthony Hopkins in a play recapping the events of Thor Ragnarok? Do you think Loki's gotten back again? And he's just like, bring him back. Although Loki's not alive in this one. Unless he is. That could be another big twist. Unless he is, but he's not. He died in the last time Thor seen him, but I feel like... The fallout of that is what drives the Thor character. So if you just go back and just like your brother's alive again, Saz. Oh, I like Thor know. has never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, I have accepted that as a response. <laughs> like I, I, I just think that there's gonna be some kind of parody, or whether like the citizens of New Asgard do it themselves, like they organize it and shit like that. Mm. Um, I, I, because I think the the way that movie is going to go is that. Thor and the Guardians, maybe, are going to need to put together a team. And so they're going to go back to New Asgard, being like, hey, there's this guy called Gorda, Godbutcher Valkyrie. I need your help, because you're a fucking Valkyrie. Well, you also forget the fact that this movie starts with him with the Guardians of the Galaxy, because Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, they're all in, in it as well. Right, okay. so okay, he's so- with them. He's with them. He's they're the Asgardians of the galaxy, correct? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just think that they're going to go to the new Asgard and they're going to walk into like the town hall or whatever, and this play is going to be going on and it's going to be awkward and that's going to be the joke. Yeah, I, I think this could be really good. Like just the cast itself. Like if you already have the Guardians, so like you've got Chris Pratt, Dave Batista, all them, they're all involved. Mm-hmm. Then you move over. You've got Chris Hemsworth and you have Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson. Sounds really good so far. You also have now Christian Bale playing Gore the God Butcher. You've got Jamie Alexander coming back as Sif. Melissa McCarthy's in it. Taika Waititi's in it. Um, am I missing anyone so far? We've got Matt Damon, uh, Russell Crowe. Also, seen to be chumming them up recently is Mr. Jeff Goldblum, who could be coming back as the Grandmaster, Sean. <laughs> so, yeah, last we saw him, he was facing down an angry mob, so I'd like to see what happened to that character. But he, he He's been spotted in Australia with the rest of the cast. Interesting. Right. Mm. <laughs> this mean, could be like all out Taika Waititi madness. I mean, that, yeah, like he proved himself in the first one. Now he just has free reign. And Disney presumably just throws infinite money at like any Marvel project now. Yeah, and I, I just think this could be so cool. And also like, I, I feel like this movie has a lot more going for it. So, Ragnarok was a movie that we loved, but I don't mm-hmm. think it had after the Dark World. I don't think it had that like starting, a uh, running start, and so this one I think is already sprinting by the time it arrives with this cast yeah. and the first trailer comes out with the Guardians and everything in it. People are going to be fucking pumped. Yeah, I think there was no expectations nearly for Ragnarok after Dark World. It, it was just like, oh, Thor's like Thor's like the fine Marvel franchise, uh, but now it's like. Oh, oh, big shoes to fill, following on from Ragnarok. <laughs> and we're going to get that amazing scene, Gore the God Butcher facing off with Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth, and it's just going to be fucking great. <laughs> it's going to be class, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be class. So Russell Crowe, he's, co- he's coming back. He's gonna. He's rumoured to be taking part in this movie. I hope it's in a bigger role than just in an acting in a play. I, I hope like they have him coming back for just even just to do a voiceover or something or a CGI Maybe. character what if he's Jor-El <laughs> that's I mean and he's like constantly talking to them oh uh, yeah <laughs> and just like staring into the middle distance and just talking 
And Chris Hemsworth's like, why does he keep calling me son? Why does he keep saying You're Clark? an alien son. You've got to solve this planet's problems. So, I mean, technically everything he's saying is applicable, but it feels wrong. He's in the wrong, he's in the wrong area. He keeps calling me Kal-El. It's very weird. Oh, look, oh, look I'd, I'd like to see him in a bigger role. I think it might be a cameo, but I think that's fun as well um, yeah. in this universe. Throw all the cameos at us. Throw Goldblum, throw Matt Damon, throw everyone at us. Throw whoever you want, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so we're moving on to some sad news, Sean, involving some superhero movies. Oh, and shit. that is involved in DC. Oh, so DC shit. originally had some movies lined up, Sean. Now, two in yeah. particular were lined up at Warner Brothers. That was The New Gods, uh, yep. which was going to be one of their upcoming films, and an Aquaman spin-off, The Trench. Now, oh, the trench. I have... Some sad news. Now I know that you were you have the trench tattooed on your back and front. Um, yeah, it's yeah, and I, it's a I wraparound tattoo. <laughs> and it's just this might come as a shock, but the trench and the new gods, the new gods. By the way, I was kind of excited for. Um, they have both been cancelled. Ah, Sean, shit. How do you feel? Ah, uh, well, I'm heartbroken, obviously. <laughs> About the trench, mostly. Oh, mostly about the trench, I will yeah. say. Uh, yeah. Trench was to be this weird, like, Mariana Trench Aquaman tie-in movie. Um, yeah, James Wan was going to do it as well. Yeah, it was going to be like a horror-style thing. I'll be Look, for all the skitting and laughing we're doing, it, I wasn't mad on the idea. But yeah. It still yeah. sucks that it got cancelled, like, because that was like, it, oh, DC are trying something. Yeah, and I think uh, they were going to... I still feel like... They probably should just do a good Superman film before they move on to the trench. Is what I would no, say. you lead with the tr- yes. You, the, the trench is like the honey pot, and like we're like a load of bees. And once once we're surrounding that honey pot, you just fuck us at a Superman movie, and then we'll like it. The trench is going to be their Iron Man one. It's going to bring people in. That's where it all starts, yeah. You set up some stuff. You drop some clues in the trench. Maybe we... Did he get... Someone's in the groom, like, guys, maybe if we spin off from the trench into Batman and Superman. What does everyone think about that? We lead from the trench directly into the Flash solo movie. And then we do Flashpoint. And the only thing that remains is the trench. (laughs) And then we keep cutting back to the trench to show people how the trench is going. Because people will be watching Batman and Superman punching each other and they'll be like, I wonder how the trench thinks about this. (laughs) I mean, do you bleed? Yeah, I get it. But what about the trench? Does the trench bleed? Is the trench a thing? Is the trench alive? It's alive in my heart. Uh, And what's New Gods about? Yeah, the New Gods... They've paused it more so... I said cancelled, but the word they've used is they are dead. The projects are dead at, at Warner Brothers. But nice. in their in their press report, they said, the projects will remain in the skillful hands of Ava DuVernay, uh, Tom King, James Wan, and Peter Safran, who are involved in Bodum, um, and they will remain in their skillful hands if they were to move forward in the future. So I think it's a case of, like, they're dead, but if we change our mind next week... We'll also just move forward. Right, okay. And what was the... I, I think I know the rationale behind uh, the New Gods movie. The slate is pretty much packed at the minute. So they're having a difficult time squeezing them in because they're trying to get done with the Suicide Squad, the Batman, the Flash, Black Adam, Shazam 2 and Aquaman 2 already over the next few years. So I feel like they would have been pushed back anyway. Yeah, that is... Yeah, and I don't think... It like as much as a new gods movie would be cool, it doesn't have the recognition of any of the others really. Yeah, and I think so. And I think Darkseid was going to appear in the new gods, and that was going to be um, that was going to be very much with like Big Barda as well, and Granny Goodness, and the Furies, and all sorts of like Marvel or Marvel DC hey. cosmic bullshit is what I should say Marvel cosmic bullshit rolls off the tongue but DC <laughs> cosmic bullshit um, a whole area that we've never explored really and like Big Barda is what is like a really cool comic book character that they've never tackled whatsoever and I'm sure you you really only see her in she's in the she's in Bound Beyond in the Justice League on a uh, future. 
So when right. Madame Beyond joins the team, she's one of the members, but also she's in Young Justice, as all cool comic book characters are for DC <laughs> over that, the last yeah, few years. They're just folded around. Oh, I've seen this person before. Yes. Yeah, okay. Like, I get it. They are cool characters. Um, but they don't it, have the name recognition as the Flash, and if you're going to do the Batman movie, and then the Suicide Squad, and Shazam 2, and Aquaman 2, I feel like I understand where they're coming from, where they're probably more important. Yeah, and like, with your, if they're going down the route, I think, of having two Batman in the DC broader film universe... Um, you don't want two dark sides as well. Like, between this and Snyder Cut, I guess. If Snyder Cut matters at all. It doesn't matter these days, Sean. They've don't told us it doesn't days. matter. Okay, fair enough. So, but it might. I, I still, like... I, this is a bigger discussion. What but if I, I told think you New Gods was based on comics created by Jack Kirby? I've piqued his interest. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so he wrote the original comics with Darkseid and all the new gods I think it was in the 70s I, I don't know the exact timing but Jack Kirby came across to DC and he was involved in the creation of all that comic book world and so it they does would look be very Jack Kirby in that it's a colourful space mess exactly so they would be adapting his properties in a DC form which would be a cool little like mix up um, it's a shame about that. Also, men- notice how we've not once mentioned the trench <laughs> in this conversation. Oh yeah, she just, uh, oh the trench. Oh boy, the tr- I'm I'm heartbroken like, about the this trench. Is like at a funeral where like you're given the speech and you only talk about one person if two of them have died. But tragically, yeah. you're just like, oh Susan was amazing. Oh, and at the very end. Uh, yeah, John was fairly... Yeah, he was grad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and John... Ah, uh, the less said about John, the better. <laughs> so, the trench is no longer going to be happening, Sean. This was... This was your big thing. You were going to hang your hat on this restart in the universe. Oh, Sadly, I mortgaged the house on it, Connor. You did, you did. And, and I feel like now you're going to be homeless. But I think it was a risk you had to take. Look, home is where you lay your hat. The trenches. Home is in the trenches, and so I'm going for a swim. It's a sad, it's a sad time for us all. But DC, I can understand the logic that you have all those other properties that are probably going to make more money. Yeah, which is like, yeah, and look, we just want DC to make a good film. It doesn't have to yeah. be anything specific; just a good film. I would have even taken the trench. Oh, we'd all have taken the trench, car. <laughs> I know that shot. I know you specifically, but even I would have been like, right, you've done Wonder Woman. Pretty good movie. Wonder Woman mm. 2 was not seen in the same light. So you're not going too well since then. Okay, you've got Zack Snyder over there doing his own thing, but I just want one in the cinematic world that's going to knock my socks off. And I felt like the trench was going to be that. But I guess I- we're going to have to put it away. Yeah, I think the trench would have been like DC's Winter Soldier, you know? So really reinvigorated the universe. Would you have accepted speech or bubbles around the people as they talk, or no bubbles around the people as they talk in the trench? I would say exclusively bubbles around people exclusively as they bubbles. talk. And when, like, one bubble touches another bubble, they burst, and then they just both drown, <laughs> even though they're sea creatures. Yeah, oh, but that's, that's, that's the power of the trench, Connor. Yeah. It's, it's so deep. It's just, you can't understand how deep it is. So deep. This is like the writing at the start of the movie. Like, it's so, so, so deep, guys. Look, look, I'll try and draw it. There, I tried. I couldn't. It's too deep. It's too deep. And it's like Star Wars writing. Slowly going past the screen. Um, so yeah, sadly the new gods is cancelled and also the trench, um, that's there too. But what can you do, Sean? Um, I, I thought new gods would have been a cool property, but I can understand the logic. So we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this involves your favourite person and mine, Mr. James Cameron. Um, he's oh, big he's fan big, of trenches. He's a, bit, a big fan of trenches. But James Cameron... Um, the news this week is only a small thing that I just wanted to cover because I thought it was funny. But James Cameron threatened to fire Avatar sequel writers for creating new stories. What? <laughs> Isn't it meant to be a new story? 
<laughs> That's interesting that you thought that. I thought the same. But then he was on the um, Marianne Williamson podcast, Sean, for an interview. And he's talking, talking all about all of the Avatar sequels we have coming up. And I know you're oh, excited, so am I. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, well, my 2020 31 is planned out. Planned <laughs> out around Avatar sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't come to the wedding. I have Avatar 4. I'm pre-booked. I'm so sorry. (laughs) When I sat down to write the prequels, or sequels, he said, I knew there was going to be three at the time, and eventually it turned into four. I put together a group of writers and I said, I don't want to hear anybody's new ideas or anyone's pitches until we have spent time figuring out what worked on the first film, what connected and why it worked. He said. And then his next line was... Because it's the most base story you can get. Then, of course, he told the writers for this. And then he said, they kept wanting to talk about the new stories. And I said, we aren't doing that yet. Eventually, I had to threaten to fire them all. Because what they were doing was what writers do. Which is try and create new stories. We need to understand what the connection was. And protect it. Protect that ember and that flame for the next four four sequels. (laughs) I'm baffled by this. Holy shit. This is why I brought it to you, Sean. I wanted you to know what I had read. So here's the thing, is that he hired a team of writers and said, you're not Mm. to write anything. Not until we look over what was written before and find what was good in that. Should have have hired a a team of readers, more so than writers in that regard. Honestly, yeah, maybe. Mm. But this is also weird that he's the one telling this story. Like, it's something to be proud of. But he's just hiring people and telling them to do no work. Except look in and fucking wank off about how good Avatar is. He just wants... That's what this is. He's hired people to tell him why Avatar is good. Someone, guys, I haven't figured it out myself, but I know it's amazing. So could one of you, any of you, just let me know what connected with you on the first Avatar. The, the guys and gals in the room are delighted just to get a gig. And they're just like, they'll say anything. They're like, oh yeah, really connected. I fucking loved Avatar. It was the biggest movie ever. Yeah. Yeah, That's the thing. Like, Avatar necessarily isn't like a spectacular movie, but it was an event. Like, Mm. it was this cinematic event that people went to see, and that's why it was successful. That's why it gained traction. Same reason Titanic was in cinemas for fucking eight months or however long it was. Um, But, like, the actual, like, connection and sticking points in avatar the stuff that stays with you is very little like you have jake sully we to this day cannot remember the lead actor's name um oh um sam warrington is that or is sam? it jai courtney <laughs> no sam it's sam i know it's it sam, sam? Jai, i always think of jai as captain boomerang and terminator right what else has sam worthington been in then since avatar um he's been waiting He's been waiting like the rest of He's us. He's been waiting on sequels. He's not allowed to do yeah. any new work until they realise what's good about Avatar. Uh, I'm just what's looking. What's Sam been up to? Uh, he was in. He was in Black Ops Four as a voice. <laughs> pretty good. That's a pretty good pig, eh? He was in. What? I'm looking at recent stuff. They just have Avatar Two and Three down here. He's not been in those yet. Uh, he was in. I oh, was in Hacksaw Ridge. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, he was in. Wrath of the Titans. He yeah, played pretty Perseus. good. That's a good one. Yeah, that's is that a good the one with Liam Neeson playing Zeus? That, I think really it is. Bad? The, no, you're thinking of um, Percy Jackson. Oh, am I th- no, I thought that was Clash of the Titans. The sequel began with the release of Clash of the Titans. What the fuck is this universe? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Have you never heard of that? Oh, that it is Liam Neeson. But it was it Liam Neeson. It was. I've a head full of Jackson, useless then. information. That is a weird one to have in your head. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, Zeus, I need to know this or else I can't focus for the rest of the show. Why? Because uh, I'll die. <laughs> they're the stakes. Zeus, Percy Jackson, actor, because apparently they're books or some shit. It was Sean Bean, excuse me. Yeah. Sean Bean. Did Zeus die in Percy that movie? Uh, oh, I'm not even looking up. Did, did the uh, Bean get through it? Did the Bean get I, through it? He's a god. He, I'm sure, surely he survived. Surely he survived. <laughs> if you're I, Zeus. I think he did survive, but I think he was like done in. I think he got punished or something. Oh, okay, I don't know. right. 
Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for it. This is meant to be with Sam Worthington and Avatar. Yeah, well, look, he's also been in... He's been in three Call of Duty Black Ops as Alex Mason. To be fair, that is a good payday as a it gig. Really is. Like, it's just there all the time. There's all, Yeah, there's always going to be Call of Duty. Yeah, we're always exactly. going to feel the call of duty Connor, all, always going you. to be call of duty always going to be Avatar until we die he's got the two best gigs in Hollywood Sean That's, Sam Worthington really has just he's just settled in is what he's done he's just like oh this'll do me this'll keep me ticking over it's grand so Sean what do you feel about James Cameron James Cameron trying to find the X factor in what made number one so exciting and can he bring that to two, three, four, five, six, seven, and 8 I feel that's something you do on your own as a director or a writer or a story creator before you hire in a team of writers. Mm, interesting. That's an interesting concept. Do you feel like number two and three will have the same X factor? I do not. I like I I'm I'm really excited to see this. Like how the release of those movies goes. Because you have Avatar, which I think is back as like the biggest film, like highest grossing film ever, because it got a release yeah, in China or somewhere it. like that. Um, but I want to see where, like, okay, so I'm, I'm holding my hand up to you. So Avatar is here. Okay. Where is step two? Is it higher or lower than that? Okay, well, if, if the first Avatar is a six, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take a six and a half, but it won't make three billion dollars, and then he might get really sad. I'm worried for James Cameron if this comes out and it doesn't be the. It doesn't become the biggest movie of all time. He might be confused. <laughs> he like I I genuinely worry about what what that man is gonna do when it's not an immediate success as big as the la- the last one. Because he's also he's, like he's given a fucking twelve years or however long it's been. Yeah, and that's how you gotta let the the last one settle. People needed to digest the X factor of the last one shot before you move on to the next one. You're correct. You are correct mm-hmm. there. So look, we'll wait and see. We'll keep you posted yeah. uh, in 2020 whenever, when the second one comes out. Eight, I don't know when. But Sean, we're going to move on to our but, next piece of news. Connor, blood packed right now. Okay. Yeah. The day the last Avatar comes out, we end the show forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> but technically, when's the last one? Because he might bring out seven and then like 20 years later, a 107-year-old James Cameron will say, I'm doing eight. That's, look, that is possible. And I think we just have to be prepared for that. We need to be able to dust off the microphones and come yeah, back in at right. any point for you're one last right. job. <laughs> one last job to do a review of Avatar. Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on, as I said, to a report, Sean. We have a bit of news regarding The Batman. And oh. This is Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Um, there's been a lot of talk about what exactly... Where this would fit in DC's extended universe, their multiverse, all sorts of questions. And so the new report has stated that Robert Pattinson's The Batman, coming from to us from THR, says it takes place on DC's Earth 2. So that is how they would be getting around this, is that The Batman will take place on a separate Earth. Right, okay. That, okay, I'll, like that's grand, that fits with... Everything that comics is about, you can have different mm. stories going at the same time. Is there anyone else currently from Earth 2 in any, vi- like, TV or movie-based media? Um, in uh, You've seen Earth 2 in the Arrowverse and The Flash. I don't know if it has been utilised in a feature film. I, it's been utilised on those planets... Um, I'm Supergirl might be from there. Am I getting that wrong? I might I be getting that right. wrong. I think you're right. That's in my head somewhere. That Supergirl is from Earth Two, or maybe Earth Three. She's from Earth something in the, in those worlds. But the Batman will be taking place in a separate world, which would make sense that the Flash runs so fast that he brings this Batman into that world. That's true. Uh, if they do want to go about it that way, because um, because like Flash is all about. He's going to be all about multiverses in his his debut, like his solo movie that is simultaneously Flashpoint as well. Um, but I like, it, but does this mean that there's a couple of Earth twos? Is my question. Mm, I suppose you could just. Where does it end? Like you could just say Joker's Earth three. So it, the Joker's yeah. on Earth three, and you just keep going in that regard. It, what it would do is it gives Matt Reeves full license to do whatever he wants. 
Exactly, he can him. build that entire world. Yeah, and he just gets full reign to do like what Zack Snyder did in 2013 or 2014. That he can just kind of right. This is a unfounded place. Does not doesn't connect to anyone yet. So you can just do whatever you want because there's no Wonder Woman or there's no Aquaman in this world so far. There's just the Batman. Yeah, and it, it it's it needs it like it needs to be disconnected from everything else at the start. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it'll it'll be to an advantage to it rather than I suppose it's going to be hard to explain this to everyone else. Like for idiots and nerds like us who are into this, like yeah, Earth Two, okay, Grad, oh, but like Grad, that's all I need. <laughs> explain this to your loved one who's not interested in comic books, right? There's two worlds, but there's also multiple worlds. It's, there's loads of planets, right? But there's they're all the same planets. <laughs> there's a shit ton of Earths and every 20 years or so they have like an infinite crisis kind of shit and they just kind of clash them all together yeah and look and and that's just DC like if we talk Marvel side of things there's mm. gonna be there, there's you're folding universes into each other you're picking and choosing the best fits there's one character that can create new ones whenever he wants yeah don't, don't get me started on him. He's a dickhead. <laughs> and there's this Dr. Manhattan character. <laughs> and he's pretty powerful. <laughs> so, yeah, they are going to be doing an Earth 2 in that world. Um, I think it it's an interesting concept. I'd like to see how it does in film-wise. And I want to see what Matt Reeves does with a clean slate. So, I think it's probably best for this movie. It doesn't get compared to everyone else. We don't see it like that. It's just its own thing. And if it works, Flash can run fast enough to bring him in. Exactly, exactly. I do think the interaction between Robert Pattinson's Batman and Ezra Miller's Flash would be interesting. Because those are two vastly different outlooks on life. (laughs) (laughs) Vastly different. You also have, like... I suppose uh, Ben Affleck's Batman was different as well, but I think he was more, like... He was older and, like, he would just go along with it. He was more... Yeah, he was more willing to put up with bullshit, I think. Whereas mm. I think Pattinson is just like rage barely contained. He's like twenty-two-year-old Bruce Wayne, so he does not give a shit. Yeah, he, he he's like me. He's like how I live my life. <laughs> Ball of rage <laughs> until you get the basketball games you so want. I'm oh when I break that backboard, don't you? you don't I'm gonna oh it's gonna be great. <laughs> So, Sean, we're going to end Movie Mondays this week talking about a trailer that just came out, as we mentioned, probably an hour and a half ago, hour and 45 minutes ago at this stage. This is the Loki trailer for his Disney Plus series. Um, you also, The Falcon and Winter Soldier is currently going on on our screens every week, and we will be having a review of that next week. We do a review on the Patreon every two weeks, so we let yep. two episodes build up. And then we review the two of them at the same time. But the Loki trailer has come out, Sean. First impressions, I can only ask, because we haven't had really time to digest it so far. What do you think? I really like how this looks so far. Mm. This seems to be a very well put together world in that, like... Because the trailer is basically, here's essentially what Loki's up to. He's working with the Time Variance Authority and he's going around fixing the timeline. That's roughly it. Um, But the world feels very lived in. The Time Variance Authority feels like... like an office. Like like it's an established thing that already existed for ages. And Loki is now just the one experiencing it. Yeah, and and I think the vibes I'm getting are massive Umbrella Academy of vibes. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know whether that's because of the relationship to time and things like that, but it is like this secret organization type deal. The idea uh, is that when he took the Tesseract in Avengers Endgame and disappeared, that meant that they had to go back again in a different timeline to get that back. But so when they brought that back, the other Tesseract was still stolen in a weird, it's like scenario. So, yeah, like you're constantly shifting Tesseracts from one universe to another. Exactly. So when he did that, he broke reality, or in some way, shape, or form. And so the the Time Variance Authority bring him in to basically be like, you broke time, and now you work for us to try and work it back. Yeah, I wonder, is it like a community service type deal? Um, that for every bad thing he's ever done, or every mess he's made of the time stream... He has to now put in certain amount of hours towards fixing that time stream. 
Did you like the bit when he's like, this is everything you've ever said? Yeah. <laughs> this is absurd. <laughs> and then the thing just starts printing again. He's like, just hang on a minute there now. We just need you to sign this. Like, it, it, this movie, it does seem fun as well. Like, it. it you mean it series, not movie. Series. That's the thing. Yeah. I find the line is being so blurred because this could just as easily be a movie. Um, but this series seems to be like Loki as like kind of a cop detective type character. Um, yeah. And old walk- Wilson is in it. And he's looking real great. Oh, yeah, they're like partners. They're like an odd couple mm. style partnership. I feel like Owen Wilson's the dude. He's been in the Time Variance Authority for ages. He worked his way up. Um, and Loki's like the new hotshot rookie. And you have uh, like the moment where he's like, I've read your whole file and you've like stabbed 50 people in the back every single time someone tries to work with you. And Loki has a comedic moment like, but I won't do it again. Like, yeah. I'm, always, I'm so trustworthy. The um, it's there, There's some stuff at the end that I want to get into. Um, but first of all, just to say, I'm really ex- like... This is this looks class, doesn't it? Yeah, it it looks like absolutely mad, but mm-hmm. in the best possible way. Like Loki showed that it has time travel and everything. It should be mad. It should be batshit insane. And I think- yeah, and this is their chance to fix a lot of like errors or plot holes mm-hmm. that might have cropped up throughout Infinity War and Endgame and all the time shit that's been going on. Yeah, he, you could easily just have Loki turn up for 30 seconds, fix whatever plot hole it is, and then just disappear again. Yeah, like Deadpool at the end of Deadpool 2. He goes back and just starts yeah, like, ex- fixing exactly. things. I really like um, the fight scenes as well. Like The fight scenes look really, really good. And I think we've seen with Falcon and Winter Soldier that they're, they've got the same stunt teams they have for the movies in on all of these series, which makes every single one of them unique, but also... You also watch it thinking, this is a movie. These are movie choreography going on here. Yeah, and there's... you The way Loki in particular fights in this is really interesting because we see him use magic. It's mm. not just him, like, making knives appear and then using those. Like, there's green energy blasts and shit like that going around. Which I think just, like, is bringing more magic into the MCU. Which it used to just be this he- vague thing. The bit when he says, like, oh, I'm, I'm always ten steps ahead of you. I'm assuming, like, he will get this first mission. Then he will be like, I'm way smarter. Try to betray them. And Owen Wilson's like, I knew exactly that you were going to do this. And yeah. so we've caught you again. And he's probably going to try it a few times and just keep getting caught. Or what will happen is something happens that maybe Owen Wilson either gets injured or he dies or something. And he's like, fuck, I need to actually stick with the team. Because every time I do my own shit, people get harmed. Yeah, and like Owen Wilson was a good dude by all accounts, like to Loki mm. or something like that. The um, there's a bit, and it it was in the first trailer we've seen for this, um, so I shouldn't be too surprised. First of all, he's DB Cooper, definitely. Just want to nail that down, hundred percent. Um, but then there's a bit where he's sitting on a rock next to a redheaded lady in like a a, a black stealth suit kind of deal. Okay, and it looks very like Black Widow. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. I don't know what it is. Whether it's like him returning the stones or anything like that. But he's like he's sitting there. They're all bathed in like a purple light, and then two like asteroids come down from either side of the screen. It's weird. Um, I, it, I just I, I I'm trying to work out in my head what the significance of Black Widow being in this Loki TV show would be. Unless he brings her back to life, but I don't think that would make any sense. I don't so. think so, not with them. Now, the the thing about it is, like, uh, this movie's coming, the, sorry, this TV show is coming out June 11th, I think is the yes. release date. Uh, Black Widow's release date is, uh, it's still saying April 24th, 2020. Oh no! <laughs> oh, any day now! <laughs> Black Widow is coming out July 9th. I feel like, though, you couldn't put much stock into that because that movie as you said was meant to come out last april so they're hardly going to do a movie last april and then have the loki trailer a year later do anything that impacts the film but uh, yeah but on like maybe it's like one last goodbye or something like that it's kind of fucked that the last person she meets is loki if that's the case she's never encountered him once before unless that's a timeline where 
she didn't die. And Jeremy Renner died. Maybe. And she just stayed on Vormir. She became the new guardian of the Soul Stone. Ooh, maybe she becomes the new guardian of the Soul Stone. I don't fucking Red know. Red Skull, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you're out of a job. Go travelling. <laughs> you can't go anywhere that face. You've never been let in, dickhead. But it's... Look, it looks great. Um, I'm really excited to see it. Um, there's that lady again. Oh, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Maybe it's just Loki as a lady. Who knows? I am gonna, I'm gonna be frame by framing through this. It just came out. I wish I had more to give people. Yeah, I, I, like I wish like we got to scour through it like everyone else. But like I was just preparing notes for the show, and then this trailer came out. I, was, I did like one of those like looks, and then I did a double glance like, oh for fuck's sake! Oh, <laughs> I, this I just had an order nailed down. <laughs> I just did it damn so yeah so I feel like I from everything I've seen it looks batshit insane which is what a Loki's trailer should look like or a show should look like and I think this could just be the show that makes no sense and is not dramatic like WandaVision or like has a deeper meaning or anything it's just Loki just doing some weird shit and having some fun it's Loki being Loki like the I do think that maybe this might be like kind of a mix of Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision, that you have all this weird magical stuff going on, but at its core, it's like Owen Wilson and Loki fixing shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I can see that. And I think this, yeah, I think it could be very, very cool. It's very interesting. I think of all the ones, probably, who, which would you be, are you still most excited about? We've seen WandaVision. We're in the midst of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Having seen those two, are you still thinking Loki could be the best? Or... Are you enjoying what you're seeing? I mean, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing and I've enjoyed what I've seen. Um, part of me wishes these were more spaced out. Like, that we got, you know, maybe a whole year of TV shows rather than, here's four months and then it's, like, movies. Which I realise is a very fucking, like, privileged thing to say. You know? yeah. I have too much content that I love. <laughs> Damn, why don't they do less things that I really love? <laughs> Just wait until a year from now when I'm saying, I'm so burnt out on movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who grew up in like 2003, and it's just like, I just want one superhero film. Just one? one <laughs> That'd be nice. Thing? No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think this first, the trailer looks very, very good. I can't wait to go back and rewatch it after this show is finished, Sean, but I think that's the end of Movie Mondays this week. I think so too. Will I take us out, Connor? Please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. As we said, we will be doing our bi-weekly? Yeah, every two weeks. Yeah, Uh, bi-weekly makes sense, yeah. Yeah, our bi-weekly Falcon and Winter Soldier catch-up, wrap-up review thing. That'll be going up on the Patreon. Um, uh, so do check us out over there if you want big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon already um, shout outs and nicknames have to be announced at the end of every show so thank you very much to Waffles Loves You and is hoping you are having a good day but if you are not that's okay too and it's important to feel your emotions uh, Kira Lawler, David Clark Ed Ball, Joe Cool Cool Cool, Tight Tight Tight, No Doubt No Doubt No Doubt, Bernie <laughs> like that one uh, Raymond my eyes the goggles do nothing ging uh, Roisin Robbie Williams the CGI monkey enthusiast Halley Ryan Satron paint Evanson Sean Sphere for a head Jamieson Dominic Josiah Florida Gal Green Anna Maureen has the fry on Helm Roos and Little Dicky K-I-S-S keep it simple stupid McGrew thank okay. you everyone thank you for your continued support uh, if you want to join the Patreon there's a link to that in the description there's also a link to our merch store you can get a mug like your hero connor um, you can have you can give us a follow on twitter at heroes for hire pod facebook we're detective divilments i'm going to say that again because i fucked that up we're detective divilments <laughs> discussion group as well as uh here's for hire podcast we can all mess up sean well not we me can all but make you mistakes. can mess up even me uh instagram we're here's for hire podcast or you can email us here's for hire underscore at outlook.com but i think that's about it I think that's about it. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Main. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. 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 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.